Dear Cosmo Babies, on this week's episode, we are breaking some myths about assisting. I'm your host, Annie MacArthur, and I have a special guest with me this week, Douglas McCoy. Welcome, Douglas. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Annie, for having me. I feel like we always like to talk about assisting. I love assisting. I know that you love the idea of assisting. And I have been seeing some things online recently, and I thought it'd be really interesting to kind of chat about because I've been seeing a lot of like negative feelings about assisting. And I thought maybe we can like chat about it, break some myths and really talk about assisting overall and what that looks like today in today's industry. Absolutely. And especially, you know, discussing assisting, it's not how it used to be where you used to get out of school, you became an assistant, you assisted somebody for anywhere from a year to, depending on where you were in the world, upwards of five years. It's not set up that way as much anymore. There's less people having assistance. But the ones that tend to have assistance tend to be your editorial stylist, which is pretty much mandatory. You have to have somebody at your side. And most of your, a lot of your higher end salons are definitely going to have assistants because they're training their new team. So, and I've done upwards of three assistant, assisting portions in my career over, you know, my, my first 10 years. So assisting to me is vital and it's important. Absolutely. So some of the stuff that I've been seeing online, in particular, there's been some like videos and stuff that I've seen talking more negatively about assisting and how assisting really isn't like necessary today. Mm-hmm. And I have like a lot of opinions about that range, the full scale, the spectrum. Like I pretty much can see like all sides of everything, but when it comes down to it, I still also believe that assisting is vital and necessary and a great foundational opportunity to the growth of a lot of hairdressers. Not everyone is cut out to be an assistant. Assisting is not for all people. And I definitely want to state that. And I think that's where a lot of this controversy seems to come from. I've been reading a lot of like comment sections and like some of these different Instagram posts and stuff. And it's really interesting, this viewpoint that people have where they think that either holding hair is unnecessary or, or not important on any level, or that assisting in general is a step that they think hold people back in the industry instead of elevating them forward. And I think it's kind of important to talk about some of these things that people are seeing more as a negative option, but it makes me wonder because I don't know. So it makes me question, like, did those people go through an assistant program, have a positive or a negative reaction to it and then feel this way? Or did they skip that assistant program because they weren't a type of person that would have been good fit in an assistant program. And so they don't see assistant programs as a necessary step. So it's kind of an interesting perspective. I definitely think depending on where you come from, and I don't mean where like logistically, it's just where you are in your career. An assistant program is difficult. It's hard. It's challenging. But the point is that if you assist, let's say the salon has you assist for a year, The point is that you're going to be upwards of five years ahead. 
it would have taken you five years to get to where you are going to be if you finish that apprentice program or that assistant program. That's mm-hmm. the whole point is to, it's a streamlined education program to get somebody straight out of school who only has a school background and training and make sure that their blow, blow dries are tight, their finish work is tight. They know their haircuts. They know cutting. They know posture they know tools they know history they have it's it also helps build that taste level from where you were when you got out of school to get you there faster that's the whole point of an apprentice program from an assistance point of view from a salon owner's point of view it's i want this person as close to the rest of my team as i can get them in that first year because when I got out of school, I didn't go directly into an apprentice program. For the, my first three years, I was just behind the chair. And I was fighting and struggling and trying to, you know, I was getting buried underneath hairdressers that had been doing hair for 10, 15, 20 years. I didn't know what they knew. I didn't have the training. I didn't have the education or the experience. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I went in, when I finally made that decision, I need to go be an assistant because the people I were watching I was watching are people who went through an apprentice program and they were so much more prepared and much more focused in a direction than I was. And I was like, I need that. I need that structure. Mm-hmm. I need mm-hmm. somebody to take me by the hand going, this is how we do this. And that first apprentice program was amazing. And it taught me so much to where when I was done, I worked for a few years. And I'm like, I want to go do that again. So I went and did another one. Trained with somebody completely different, learned a completely new set of skills, mm-hmm. and then so on and so forth. So that's the point of an apprentice program. It's not for everybody. As you said, I completely 100% agree with that. And it's going to be very selective on, on who's able to train an assistant. You know, it helps. If I went through an apprentice program, I feel I can train another assistant because I know how what worked, what didn't. And the communication, for somebody who's never had an assistant before, I can definitely see where it can go awry, where you're just the hired help. And I think we've all you and I both definitely have seen salons that are that way. But for it can definitely go that route. But if it's a very qualified hairdresser educator who's there to take you under their wing and make sure that you're going to be okay, you're, you're going to be set for when this apprenticeship program's done that I feel comfortable that you're just going to keep growing from here. That's the whole point of an apprentice program. Yeah. So there are a couple things that I want to touch on really quick just for our listening audience. So for our listeners, you may hear some different terminology and I definitely want to break that down a little bit before we go any further because I want people to be able to kind of understand some of the things that we're talking about. So with assistantship, assistance will typically happen once you have graduated cosmetology school. So once you are graduated and licensed, that is when you would enter into an assistant program. It is also known as apprenticing, assisting. There, There's like a lot of different terminology for it. Some people will have their own branded terminology depending upon the salon or the area or the company. 
but you're going to hear us use the terminology assisting or apprenticing. Now, technically, if you want to get down to like real terminology, apprenticeships happen when you do not go to cosmetology school, you go work for a salon that is teaching you. And then after however long your state's state board state says, you have to work in that salon and reach certain goals. Then you can go take your license without having to go to cosmetology school. There's still a lot of rules and regulations with that, but that is technically what an apprenticeship would be. And so, but you were going to hear us calling it assisting, apprenticing. What we're talking about is you are already licensed. You are looking for that job that is going to get you to that next level. So that is specifically what we're speaking about. And what I would also like to go into just for people to have a little more context is kind of looking back on what assisting has looked like over the years. Because if we want to look back even 30 or 40 years, assisting was very different than it is today. So Douglas, explain what apprenticeships used to look like back in the day. That way people have a little bit of context and understanding of what they used to look like so we can kind of compare and contrast. Absolutely. In most of your major salons, major branded salons, especially back in the day when you're talking about Sassoon, Bumble. I mean, I could go through the list. Pretty much any well-known name salon, you had to assist in order to work there. And the reason why is because you were there to learn their ways and they want to make sure that you were competent when they let you on the floor. The thing was is that you, it was very strict When I did my apprenticeship, it was very strict. I was not allowed to talk to his clients unless his clients asked me a question or if he asked me a question. I held sections. I pre-sectioned. I shampooed all of his clients. When I got to a point, I got to blow dry his clients. I had to dress this very specific way. He was from Sassoon, so it was how I stood, my posture, how I dressed, how the shampoo was to be done, how the blow dry was to be done, how I escorted his clients to the desk, how I greeted his clients, how I changed over his station when everything was all done. It was super strict, and that's generally how they were. And then you had classes usually once a week, one-on-one classes where you'd bring in a model and you'd work on very specific things. And that took upwards of a year. In some of the other bigger salons, it was three-year apprenticeships to get onto the floor or get to work for that salon. So it was a very different culture than a lot of it is today. Yeah. But I think a lot of those things and those like foundational ideas still hold a lot of relevance even today. But I think that it's the way that we approach it today is a lot different, which is, I think, one of the questions that I have of like, I, for me, as someone who is like firmly set in this idea of assisting is such a necessary step for a lot of people and can really just really help elevate careers in the long run. I think that's where I get a little confused of like, I have a harder time understanding why people look at assisting as like this such negative idea of like, well, how can you take something that is so highly beneficial to people and turn it into this like nasty concept, I guess. And that's for me where I'm like, I don't really understand. Part of the reason I wanted to talk about it so much today is kind of like, 
to be able to look at those ideas and be able to say, okay, well, this is why. Understanding why is such like, it's a big deal when looking at an assistant program, especially like, is this thing that I'm having to do, then my assistant do, is it relevant? Is it worth their time? Is it worth their energy? Are they learning something? Are they understanding something that I'm trying to do? Or is it meaningless? Because a lot of things that I'm seeing on these posts are the word meaningless comes up a lot. The word irrelevant or a waste of time I saw over and over again. And that's where I was like, but it's not a waste of time. So kind of breaking down some of those things, some of the main things that stood out was assistants holding hair. And for me, I'm like, well, of course assistants would hold hair. There's so many benefits to having an assistant hold hair to a human being next to you holding hair and trying really hard to look at it from the other perspective. I can see that someone who is not teaching somebody anything is not actually giving them a full understanding of why that's important, not utilizing them in ways to help the hairdresser save time or go faster or any of the other reasons. And those are what I want to go over are some of those reasons, because I think those reasons are really important. What is the significance? That's What is the significance of like an assistant actually standing next to you and holding hair? Break that down. So I'm going to do it as the shortest version I could possibly can. So please bear with me for a second. Holding hair, assistant holding hair is broken down into two categories. Either it's a salon or it's backstage, mainly a fashion week situation. In a salon, I'm going to, as an assistant, hold hair or as someone with an assistant, I'm going to have them holding my sections. Number one, it keeps them focused. It keeps them from looking around. It keeps them focused on what they should be watching, which is how I'm holding the hair, how I'm cutting it, what my elevation is, what my posture is. The other thing is when you have a really good assistant, they after over time, I want them to know what my next move is going to be. And it's really fun when you have a newer assistant and they have no idea where you're going. And then after a while, after you've trained them and worked them up, all of a sudden they know exactly where you're going. They've already got your next section ready to go and dropped. They know what brush you're going to grab, all of that. So the main thing in a salon is so that I know my assistant is watching, isn't being distracted. Plus they hold hair way better than any clip because sometimes you want a lot of attention. Sometimes you don't need that much. And it also teaches them to touch the client. How much pressure do I need to use? How much can I pull on this hair where it's Mm -hmm. comfortable? It it teaches, it's textile. When you go to more of an editorial fashion week situation, it's time, it's speed. And so my assistant isn't assisting to work in my salon. I've hired them to be my assistant. Mm-hmm. I want they are they will grab sections for me. They already have the my iron in my in their hand. They have clips already. They're there so where I do not have to take any of my attention off what I'm doing. They already know I reach my hand up. They know I either want an iron or a brush or a clip or something. That's what they're hired for. So when you watch things on social, especially during fashion week season, which we're in the 
heart of it right now. Mm -hmm. You're going to see a lot of backstage footage and you're going to see people holding hair, holding brushes, clips, irons. It's not a, oh, they're the assistant. They are as intricate as everybody else on that team. And it's so exciting to be that person and to know that when the job's done and you're all high-fiving each other, it's like, I did that. I helped with that. But in a salon situation, it's completely different. I want my assistant focused. I don't want them chit-chatting with the hairdresser next to me. I don't want them, you know, looking around or talking to another client. I want watch what I'm doing because I expect you to do the same. When you could bring in your model, you saw me cut this bob. You mm-hmm. saw how I did it. Your eyes were right there. You know where my sections were. I don't want to have to talk it all the time. I just want to know that you're watching. Mm-hmm. And then it's up to then it's up to them. Yeah. But holding hair to me is invaluable. Like I love to do it, but I because of all the apprenticeships that I took, it taught me to love it. It taught yeah. me to go, no, I want to be there because usually if I'm assisting somebody, I look up to them. Oh, and absolutely. I don't want to be like them. Yeah. So in being able to hold hair for someone like Garen, you know, and be like, I'm holding th- this guy's sections. Like, I'm there with him. Mm-hmm. That's what makes me excited and giddy, too, when I'm assisting. Yeah. I hope that kind of clarified that a little bit. I know it was long-winded, but... No, definitely. And it actually, it brought up a couple of really good things that I wanted to bring into this. Something that I want everybody to keep in mind, everyone who's listening, is that everything has context to it. And... If you know me at all, you know I love context. Like I love having as much context as possible because it helps you film a better, well-rounded like like idea of whatever it is that you're talking about. And within that is that like I think that again, I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming that some of these negative comments when it comes to holding hair or assisting a general or like anything like that is that in your salon, I know because one, I actually helped build the assistant program. I was a vital part of building that. So I do have a deep understanding of what this program looks like and how it is ran. And I know that in your salon, the client understands that there is going to be someone there with you. They know someone is going to be holding hair. So they know that there is another person involved in this. They're not meant to be a shadow. Sometimes they are, depends on the client context, mm-hmm. right? There's always that. It, But they're a part of this with you because it is a training salon where assistants are. And I think it goes with kind of everything around assistant program. It's all context space. How is the program run? Who is running the program? Who is involved in the program? What are their tasks and responsibilities? And I think that's such a big thing to look at as an overall idea when someone is looking at applying to be in an assistant program, asking some of those questions, you know, because it's like, I again, I think some of the negative feelings that come from like, oh, well, holding hair is such a waste of time. It is not a waste of time if there is context within it because your assistants are always allowed to ask why. They are always allowed to ask questions about it. They're encouraged to 
understand what they are being educated on in that moment. And it's not just them randomly standing there holding hair to help you. There is always context. And I think that's the really important thing that a lot of people miss because I guarantee you there are so many assistant programs out there where they do just hold hair without context, without question, without understanding. And I think that's really where the difference comes in. Just not treated well. And you have to think, if I'm going into be this person's assistant, what am I going to learn? What am I? I'm not there just to sweep hair. Like I want to be learning and being educated. Unless that is the job. There are jobs that are just a sweet pair. Absolutely. There's jobs just to be a shampoo person. There's jobs just to be, you can be a general assistant and you're, that just means you help take care of everybody. Everything. And, but if that's, as you use the word context, if that's the context of that position, then that's what it's there for. But you can definitely see if I was somewhere and I've never experienced an apprentice program and I see somebody doing this very, you know, holding hair, standing there watching, and I'm thinking, well, wow, they're just abusing that that kid or whatever. You have to understand they're there to learn, and mm-hmm. they're being taught, mm-hmm. and there it is the job. But mm-hmm. again, like you said, if that's the job, I mean, I, I don't know how many times I'm like, man, I want to just go to that salon and sweep hair, because I'm going to learn just by watching. Like, Absolutely. I'm going to be so, so yeah, it's definitely everything needs to be in context and yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Again, I have such a hard time seeing the negative side of anything when it comes to assisting, but it, it depends on the program itself. And so I think that's why for me, it was so important to help you build something that was so like on point with there, there were certain foundational things. Why was a big one? Like why was such a huge, like foundational piece of what you and I had built together for your salon? And, but not everything is built like that. So just, and again, that's why I love talking about this subject because as someone who is newer in the industry, a student, or even someone who is already licensed and maybe just wanting to go into an assistant program or looking to move somewhere and assist for a little bit, some of the things that I would encourage you are to ask those questions. Like the best piece of advice my sister ever gave me was question everything all the time. And that is my advice to anybody else is question everything. Go into a salon and ask those questions. If they are telling you that they have an assistant program, ask them to break it down for you. Ask if there are timelines. Ask if there are going to be, when you're done, is there a finish line to that assistant program? Ask what other kind of responsibilities may be involved in that. Are you going to have to clean the salon? Are you going to have to do laundry? Are you going to have to work the front desk? Are you going to have to, you know, scrub windows and baseboards and, things that don't involve you holding hair, you know, and like ask all of those questions because everything is always going to be built differently. Sometimes it is not a salon that has an assistant program. Sometimes it is an individual stylist within a salon that is having an assistant program. Ask how they work that program. Ask, are you going to be holding hair? Are you going to be able to be involved in the clientele? Part of the really cool thing that you do at your salon is you 
utilize them in a way that your clients become so comfortable with your assistance that I have personally seen your assistants take your clients. <laughs> and now an assistant totally. who's been out of school for a year and a half has Douglas McCoy's clientele. You know, I've seen it happen. It, Absolutely. It's, it's she's highly successful. Of, it's a vital part Absolutely. of that situation. And what's really great is if I do, if we do our job right in, in training that when, if I have a client that calls, it's like, I need to get in for a blowout. Like right now, it's like Douglas has no time. Oh, mm-hmm. but does so-and-so have time? Does the even assistant? though they're an assistant, <laughs> even though they're the assistant, it's like, they they've already blow dried their hair. They've already yeah. chatted. They've already got to know each other. Mm-hmm. They've already been there with all of our conversations during the appointment. So they know. And they're like, yeah, no, I trust them. I'll, I'll go with them. But that's the point. And it allows me to maybe get some clients off my books. So I get to get new ones. Yeah. That's the, it's there's so many points to an apprentice program. That's mm-hmm. just one of them. It's one of a thousand. And I think, I think that's where it's hard to sometimes see these really negative conversations online happening because I think that people don't understand the depth and the value that can come, not always, but their potential that there is so much depth and value and foundational learning that can come from an assistant program. There are not a lot of negatives. Now, Maybe let's talk about some of those negatives so people who are going out and searching for them can kind of maybe figure out, you know, their own way. Your program that you run is very highly specific and it is so good for people of who are introverted, who are extroverted there because there's room for them to grow and learn and be creative and have a deep understanding of that process. Now, Other programs may not have that depth that you have. And so you may need to be someone, if you're more of a self-motivated person, but still wanting to get into an assistant program, the ones that may not be like as in-depth as Douglas's, there are ways that if you do find yourself just standing there holding hair without explanation or anything else, it is I like I would encourage you to look at it. How are they sectioning? How are they wanting you to hold the hair? What does the hair feel like? Because you can be learning about textures and densities and, you know, how is their hair feeling after maybe it's been colored a couple of times and you're holding it again. And there's so much that you could be taking upon yourself to learn in that moment. But a lot of times that's going to be someone who's self-motivated where in the instance of what Douglas does is he helps walk you through step-by-step. So somebody may not need to ask that question in their head because Douglas is going to answer it. Someone else might be in a position that they're not comfortable explaining to you because they do want it to be more like they're not in an environment that's a quote learning environment. You know, that's not what the client is really signing up for. And someone has an assistant to help them go a little faster and they're teaching you, but they're kind of teaching you away from the client and not right with the client. Keep those questions in your head. As soon as you have the option to maybe go write them down or go grab a head sheet and kind of sketch out what you were seeing or what they were doing. So you can come back to it later when you have an opportunity to sit down with your mentor and go over some of those questions. You know, I think that a lot of it is the responsibility, not only of the hairdresser who is in charge of the assistant that is with them, but I think a lot of that falls onto the assistant too. But 
again, you have to find those programs that are going to work well with you. Because if you are someone who is like very shy or highly introverted and, you know, it's like, it's, Like, I'm going to be super honest. It is fucking terrifying coming out of school into like an assistant program of some sorts because like, and I say that personally, like not everyone feels that way, but like, it was really scary. Like it was really scary leaving the comfort of school and going out into the open world. For me, I would not be able to do well in a situation where I was not being more educated in that moment. So you just have to know yourself. That's where, you know, you can say, and I completely understand getting out of school, it's scary to go into an apprentice program. What's scarier is to just go into a salon and hope for the best. Absolutely. I did. And it was after spending three years of, you know, crawling and climbing and begging and just getting you know, destroyed by these other hairdressers who were so much better than I was. To go into an apprentice program, I was like, God, I wish I would have done that right away. But that was me. I know others that they need to go straight into a salon, work for a few years, kind of get a hang of everything, how things work in an actual salon, not in a school environment. Mm -hmm. And then they can make that decision, do I need to go assist? I also know and you do too, salons that I, they don't care how long you've been doing hair, you're going to assist Oh before, yeah, before you get a chair. Mm-hmm. So myself, you know, at 30 whatever years in, if I want to go work at Joe Blow's salon, I know I'm going to have to be an assistant for a year. Absolutely. Like, like that's just mandatory. Mm-hmm. You know, even here. Okay. I, I'm going to have you pause though. Okay. Why is it mandatory? Let's put some context around that. (laughs) Not only is it culture though, but what you have to understand is a lot of times the salons that are like that, because I know your salon is like that. Any new hairdresser coming in has a minimum time frame of assisting at House of Pop. And Mm. the reason behind that, whether it's a week, whether it's six months, whether it's two years, because I do know salons that require two years of assistance, it's culture, like you said, but it's also having an understanding of the way that they do things because at your salon, you have a very particular blowout and it's not that it's how you want it. It's not a control thing, but it's what the client expects. And it's because that brand has built an expectation within their community and you have to meet those levels of expectation before they just throw you out to do your own thing. Because there's a lot of like reputation and underlying things that go with that, that is all surrounding the client experience. Absolutely. And you'll notice that the salons that do that tend to have a much better reputation and a much like, you know, what the clients know what they're getting when they mm-hmm. go in. And so any of those salons that are going to require you to spend any amount of time. I just had a guy, he's been doing hair years. He came in and I said, you got to give me a week. You got to like, I need to show you A, B, C, D to make mm-hmm. sure that you're, we're all on the same page. Because if you're not on the same page, it's a free for all and this is a disaster. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I I think what I really want people to take away from this understanding of like 
assisting and all of this thing is that there you're going to see the negativity online. You're going to see people saying it doesn't matter. That's all a waste of time. What you're doing doesn't matter. You could be learning it other ways. You could be learning it other ways. There are absolutely other ways that you could be learning these things, but it assisting itself will never be a negative thing. Like I guarantee that if Douglas closed a salon right now, moved to New York and wanted to go work at one of the top salons, he would take that assistantship because there are things 30 years in that he is absolutely still going to be able to learn and going to be able to learn in a different way from a different perspective. And so I just like, don't listen to the haters. (laughs) Don't listen to the negative comments about people thinking that assisting isn't a good thing or that pieces of assisting aren't a good thing. As long as you are always learning something and there is a why coming with it and that why can be explained to you, then it's probably going to be a good situation if you're standing there holding hair. Now, if you find yourself always holding hair and never being told anything ever and never being talked to or taught or anything else, maybe that's a not a great situation then. And you and I both know those situations. We've both been seen them happen. To go to kind of piggyback on something you said really quick, it was ask questions. If you go, yeah. you, I have an assistant right now who's at the tail end, right? She's had the classes. She's had all the education. She's now taking clients. She's still learning. But now the learning phase is how do I work behind the chair with client after client? Mm-hmm. And I encourage her to, to ask questions to help keep me in check. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, we, her and I sat down a couple weeks ago and I said, you know, have you, you've done all this. We've gone over it, it some of them five, six times. But now she, I'm like, are, is there anything we're missing? And she'll tell me. But we've established this relationship over this last year where she's comfortable saying, hey, I'm bored. You know, I mm-hmm. okay, that's my responsibility. Or, hey, I'm still not understanding this. So now she's coming to me instead of me taking her through. She's coming to me and she's taking me through it which I love. So for anybody out there that's getting out of school is going to go into an apprentice program or thinking about it. When you go in to have that interview, come with a list, like Mm -hmm. put them on the spot. They should be able to tell you, you're going to learn this. You're going to learn this. We're going to work on this and go through the gamut. Cause if they can't keep looking, you're Mm -hmm. going to find that place you want to be. So I just ask questions, ask why, Ask why all the time. When you're an assistant, ask why. Why are you holding hair that way? Why Mm -hmm. are you blow drying that way? Why did you pick that brush? Why are you using that product? You know, it's that annoying two-year-old why. Absolutely. It's it's the only way that you are going to understand because if you don't ask, they won't tell you. And then you'll wish five years down the road, you wish you would have asked. So I just wanted to piggyback on that really quick. No, I think it's such a great thing. And a lot of it... And I feel like we could talk about this for hours over and over again, (laughs) because so much of it, I'm going to try to like come back to the foundation. (laughs) So much of like (laughs) the whole concept and idea, again, there are going to be people that don't think assisting matter. There are people thinking that pieces of how 
people train their assistants don't matter. There are going to be people that think, you know, like uh, only, why do you only let your assistant work on the back of the head and not on the whole head of a client? Like if there's not an understanding of everything, then it may not be an, a really good like educational environment. But what I want everyone to go into is have those questions ready and find out exactly what kind of program you're walking in for. So you have a better context of the entire idea. Are you going into a situation that is a general assisting? Ask all of the responsibilities because general assisting is going to be a little bit different than a set program in a salon. It's also going to be different if you're working for a hairdresser. Because again, a lot of times hairdressers will hire their own assistants. You are not the salon assistant. You are not in a program. You are that hairdresser's assistant. And they are going to have certain ways of training you and certain responsibilities that you are going to have. So go in and make sure that you have a full and clear understanding of the job responsibility. Because if you go on 10 interviews in your town for an assistant program, I guarantee not one is going to be like the other, unless it's something that they're using, you know, from online or something like that. And they're using like an actual program (laughs) or something, then they might be the same. But honestly, even then, like people are different, you know, one salon might use the same training program as another salon and they're going to run it completely differently because they're different people. And so I, all I can do is encourage you to shut off the negative noise. And if assisting is something that you are interested in or have an idea that you want to try, or even are just like have questions about, go in and ask those questions to the salon, get all of the context that you can and understanding of what that job responsibility is and what your responsibilities are going to be. And then go into it fully having that understanding Uh, the understanding of the job position. And if it's something that you're like, no, this isn't what I'm looking for, go to the next one and see if the next one is what you're looking for. Like (laughs) one of my favorite things is always telling, like when I go into a school or like anything, or if I'm just like DMing with a student, I'm always like, you go into that interview. That is your interview. You control that interview. You go in and ask the questions. And I have to say from my point of view, as someone who has interviewed many stylists looking for a position in a salon. My favorite time was so, okay. If you have never done an interview with me before, when I, when you come in for a job and I'm the person giving the interview that is going to be hiring you, one of the very first things I say is like, okay, I'm about to give you so much context. Like you have no idea. So I need you to like put on your listening ears. Cause I'm going to give you way more information than you even thought you needed. And And this is true. Like you can ask Victoria because I did that with her and she walked away saying like, oh my God, thank you. Like I did not think I needed all that information, but I'm glad that I have it because she was so informed about what her job responsibility was that she had no questions. And there was one time a girl came in and I gave her so much information. She literally came in with a notebook of full list of questions. And I was like, one, thank you. And I told her that, like, I am so grateful that you came in with questions ready. I love to see that because I knew that she was fully invested in that interview and she was so ready to interview me as the person going to employ her. Like I was like, yes, I'm so here for it. But I had given her so much information on what that program looked like. I answered every single one of those questions. 
but that's my responsibility, right? Like I take that responsibility very seriously as a hiring manager when I was in that position and like not everybody does that. So my favorite thing is to empower anyone going looking for a job. That is your interview. You control that interview. You are interviewing. That salon is not interviewing you. Like, I don't care if it's an assistantship, a commission position, a rental position. Like, I don't care what it is. Like you go in, you have your questions ready and you take control of that interview because at the end of the day, like that is your job. You know, like, I think we need to like spin that because Again, a lot of these negative comments that I'm seeing online about stuff, I'm like, I don't think that you have enough information. <laughs> like, lack well, of information. It's both. it's both. You know, I do agree. I hate doing interviews where they just, they've got nothing. And it's like, you should be interviewing me as hard as I'm interviewing you. Absolutely. Um, because I'm interviewing you because I need to know, are you a good fit? For my environment, you mm-hmm. know, this is my shop. I'm bringing you on. I want to make sure you're the right, you're a good fit. Yeah. And if we're going to get along and if we're going to, you know, what's your personality like? I'm doing all that. I thoroughly expect the person being interviewed to do the exact same thing to me. They need to know, am I a good fit for them? Is my environment a good fit for them? And it's got to be 50-50. It's got to be a Mm win-win. And so that's my biggest frustration, especially when new people fresh out of school come in and it's like they're almost intimidated or they don't want to ask. It's like, this is your career. You better ask me. Mm -hmm. And if I can't give you a decent answer, number one, it's going to force me after that interview to go, okay, I need to be better prepared for that. So it's going to help me. But if I don't give them the right answer, then, okay, thank you very much for your time. I'm out the door. Yeah. I'm going to check, you know, the salon down the street. There's enough out there, but definitely, I agree, be prepared, have questions. This is your future, your career. Yeah. Definitely. Are there any other things, Douglas, that you think, like, little myths about assisting or like any other little things that you can think of I that think we can the just little kill really yeah, fast. <laughs> just think the you know back when I started, you know, when dinosaurs were around, you started as a shampoo boy. Actually you didn't know you didn't. You started sweeping hair. And then you got to clean combs and brushes. And then you got to, this is actually before me, and then you worked your way, you worked your way up. And pretty soon you got to be the shampoo boy or the girl or person that, that you actually got to touch a client. Mm-hmm. And then you worked your way up to where you were, you know, got to help hold hair for sections or then you worked your way up and you got to blow dry. Like it was such, it was a three year process Yeah, that you started, but that, that there was no beauty school. There was, you know, that's how, especially in Britain and other parts of Europe, that's how you got, that's how you started. And you, a lot of times you paid to be there. You didn't get paid. You actually had to pay the hairdresser to train you. And so Everybody's got their own way of doing things. So, again, you corrected me, and I appreciated it when I said, you know, are you there just to sweep hair? You know, if that's not a bad route, 
Mm-mm. Go if somebody's got an, a structured apprentice program, you're going to start here, you're going to end here. That's how it's going to go. That's great too. If you get a job assisting a hairdresser one on one, meaning when you're done, you don't get a job. That's your job is to be the assistant. Like yeah. it's not in a salon situation. It's going to be more of an editorial situation. And then when they do work in a salon and take their private clients, you get to be there and stuff. That's not wrong either. All of them are right. What's wrong Absolutely. is when the assistants get abused or yes. the assistants are not treated well or as part of the team it, or looked down upon. You, I never look down upon an assistant. In fact, I envy them, especially where they were. And if I could afford it, I'd do it again. So that, those are the only things that are wrong. You, you as the hairdresser just have to figure out what it is you're looking for and what's the best route for you to get there. It might be an apprenticeship program. It might be an assistant program. It might be, you know what? No, I'm just going to hit the ground running and I'm going to go into a salon and start doing the work. But it's up to that individual to figure out what it is that they want out of their career. Absolutely. And whatever it is that you want is not the wrong decision. Absolutely. Something that I want to leave everybody with, and if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, then you have may have already heard this episode, but something that I love and that I think about constantly is a saying that a friend of mine, Roger Samuels, a very well-known hairdresser in our industry who also owns a school with his wife, Lauren, and extremely talented barber, He, what he tells his students all the time is that this is a process that you're starting. This isn't a start-to-finish situation. Your career, you have just started a process that is a never-ending process. You know, and it's like, I just, I want to leave everybody with that to remember, because again, there's going to be a lot of people saying that assisting or techniques of assisting are not correct or wrong or shouldn't be done or a waste of time or whatever else it is. But your career is a process of learning and you are never going to stop that process. So you have to find the best way to start your process, which a lot of you started with school, but now you're going to have to continue that process in a way that is going to grow you and encourage you and help you learn and reach your goals. And so whatever form of assisting program or anything else that you enter into, I hope that you just go into it with the understanding that this is just a part of your process. You know, an assistant is every craft has a assistant or apprenticeship start. You cannot be an electrician. You have to be a journeyman electrician before yeah. you become an electrician. You're a journeyman. If you want to work at a newspaper, you're a journeyman on that printing press. You're an assistant. Mm-hmm. You're there to learn. Our assistant programs, our apprentice programs are no different than any of those. Absolutely. And so, you know, just for everybody to keep it, that in mind, this is no no different than any other craft field. And craft meaning it's something that you will be learning until the day you die. Like Absolutely. there is no, hey, I'm there and I, there's nothing more to learn. 
that doesn't exist. Once you hit that start button, that's it. <laughs> like, welcome to education for the rest of your life. Yeah. And ask any carpenter, any electrician, any steel worker, any ditch digger, like what, whatever the craft is, you will never be perfect at it. You will constantly strive to be perfect at it. And if somebody like myself or somebody else that has an apprentice program can help you get there faster or even just get there with more quality, then that's our job. Thank you again to everyone who listened to this week's podcast episode. And if you are wanting to hear any specific topics or have questions or just want to reach out, feel free to slide into our DMs and we'll catch everybody on the flip side.